Welcome to MTG Evolving Wild. My name is Mark. I'm Ron. And I'm Cody. Today we're going to be talking about what we experienced in Las Vegas. I thought it was supposed to stay there. It <laughs> it was, but it didn't. We're bringing the Las Vegas to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Now Las Vegas is on the the Spotify's. So uh, and Apple uh, podcasts and YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast RSS feed. <laughs> Maybe you pirate this. <laughs> why would anyone pirate this? Yar. That's we why. do not charge for it. <laughs> like feel free to, but yeah, I'd be we don't charge for it. So <laughs> it's unnecessary. <laughs> Truly. But yeah, we're going to be talking today a little bit about uh how awesome MTG Vegas was, Magic Con Las Vegas and uh all the cool stuff we got up to, the people we met, the places we went, the things we did, the things we were and weren't expecting. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready to get into it? Yeah, boy. Let's do it. So I guess we should start on Thursday. Mm, I guess we started on Thursday. Cody didn't end up flying nope, in until Cody, that night Cody later, was... but... I feel like I got there barely on Thursday, and it was mostly Friday when I got there. Yeah. I was going to start talking about the taco place we went to, but I feel like <laughs> we should probably start with that night after we'd slept the tacos off and went out to play some popper in the lobby. Yeah, Mark, Mark took a nap. Ron was super bloated. <laughs> and we actually started playing popper in the hotel room. We did a few games there first. Mm, right, yeah. Uh, I, I played my mono blue deck. Mark played mono red. He had a few rock'em sock'em games. Uh, it was pretty fun, uh, you know. Uh, I, it took me a little bit uh, to kind of get back into the swing of playing my popper deck because it has been a little while but uh eventually yeah we got some games in and then we said you know what like why don't we just move this up to the hotel room because we saw there were a few people we were in the hotel room i mean sorry moving into the hotel lobby because we saw that there were a few people already playing games of magic over there so we're like you know what let's meet a few people let's see if anyone else is down to join and so we migrated we went there we played some people w walked up to us. Shout out to Patrick, who stayed with us basically the whole weekend. And total homie. Total yep. homie. Played Commander with him. Played Standard Games. Played, got Just got to play so many games that night. And this was Thursday night before the convention had even started. We were already entrenched in the magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it was hilarious because we were finishing up our popper games. And I was going to help you test out your uh, Rakdos deck that you just built with Rowan uh, for Commander. And as you're about to start, Patrick comes up to us. is like, hey, what are you guys playing? And we're just like, oh, we're out to do some one-on-one -on -one Commander. And you want to join in? And, and that's how it all started. And like two minutes later, someone else came up and then we were off to the race. Then we had a pod and then, and then, yeah, and then Cody came through later on and yep. we got more games. It was great. So that was like a little taste of the community before we even got to the convention. I thought that was really cool to just experience that. Like just, you know, so many people in the same place who love the same thing, just all there at the same time. Yeah, also shout out to Chris, another yeah. uh, uh, hotel mate we met in that lobby, who we ended up actually getting more games in with later on that we'll tell you about. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, the following day, we actually went to the convention. First day at the convention. Woo -woo. There were a lot of people. There was a lot of things to do. 
I had for some reason decided to sign up for the 100k limited open because I thought why the I, hell not? Why the <laughs> hell not? But also like I did not stand a chance. <laughs> I think I I went um basically 0 and 3, but every person I met in that 0 and 3 experience were amazing people, super cool, super friendly and just like from all over the place. I think I met someone from New York. I met someone from the Midwest. And then I think maybe someone from even out of the country. Like it was so cool. Did you meet someone from Costa Rica or was that at another event? I think they might have been from Costa Rica. But it was a little while ago now. So I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 we are a week out. You've had plenty of time to process and digest everything. Uh, and then so that was like the main thing I got up to the first day. I played a little bit of uh popper tournament, which was amazing, met more incredible people there. Um I know Ron and Cody got up to something very different on the first day. We sure did. Yeah, we waited in line for two hours uh for Richard Kane Ferguson. Uh for those RKF you, himself. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh Richard Kane Ferguson is a very renowned Magic the Gathering artist. He's been doing art for the game since what, Legends, I believe, if not earlier than that. I think it's even earlier, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh he's a classic artist and uh, I had a few cards of his, like he recently uh, had art commissioned for the tutor cycle that appeared in the dominaria remastered series and so i i brought some of them that i had over hoping to get them signed and yeah you know i i remember we were like what four people from the front or something and then uh richard came version was like all right like i gotta go like grab some lunch i'll be back <laughs> and you're oh. like no yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was i was i was patient and i was happy to wait but i was like oh my god like he said five minutes it's been 30 <laughs> man's gotta eat man's gotta eat uh but it was totally worth it by by the time we got to the front oh yeah i was gonna say totally made up for it like we got to have a, a nice conversation with him coolest guy ever yeah his son but was over there as we talked, well yeah. um modern um uh, i think right yeah, we were talking a little bit about Modern because uh, I remember his son was saying that he was getting into Modern a bit and kind of wanted to, you know, I, I think he had a specific deck archetype. He was like, I feel bad because I don't remember now. But it, it was still really awesome seeing there. And I did end up buying an artist proof over there of Dingus Staff, the one and only. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> so there were a good amount of artist booths there, I remember. There was like... Quite a few, yeah. yeah. RKF, a bunch of other RK names. RK Post. RK Post, yeah. Um, and it was... <laughs> you only remember the RKs, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there were there were a lot of people. Unfortunately, I didn't really recognize some of them, but then when I approached their booth, I'm like, oh, yo, you did the art for this card. <laughs> um, whatchamacallit? Uh, Jason A. Engels, I want to say, um, who did the... Um, Multiverse Legends Atris, which I was super excited about. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was super hype. Um, there was this, oh God, it was like Ken something junior. I, I feel bad. I don't remember his last name, but he did the art for the OG Curd Apes. And so he had uh, both Gorilla and Banana tokens, which I have been needing very much for my monkey deck. And I finally got to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a lot of amazing artists there. And that Meyer, was really cool Ken to Meyer see. Ken Meyer Jr., I think. Sounds about right. Ken Meyer, I think it is Meyer, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, very nice guy also. 
I think there were a lot of really cool artists there. And Scott. And just being able to walk around and see all of those people. None of you guys are really remembering the names, so I feel like... Nope. <laughs> we can, I, you know, like, I, I, I myself am not remembering a lot of the names either, but... There were was, just so many. There were a lot of a artists lot. there. If you ever, like wanted to go to a convention to see like the artists in magic the gathering i feel like there there were tons there it was so cool you could like just meet like all of them you could literally dedicate your entire weekend to just meeting all of them because they were like there all the time and easily yeah a hundred percent um i think the second day we did a little bit more what turn convention convention things yeah We, we bought a lot of stuff i know we uh we played commander yep we, saw, we, did, we got to go to the command zone and play some games yeah and... there were a lot of people um with uh really cool cosplays there like that was really cool to see i remember being like un like like amazed by some of them like like I think the the cowboy Vraska one, or probably the, the best one I saw oh, like all weekend. I mean, there were a lot of amazing ones, but I just remember seeing that one and being like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Like, is Vraska going to be in the new Thunder Junction? Set? It certainly looks like it, but there's no real conf- uh, confirmation. It's at least some kind of Gorgon, though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if it is, you know, it raises a lot of questions. So, like, okay, how do you go from completed Phyrexian Planeswalker to Cowboy completed Phyrexian? No, 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 not completed no? anymore. Incomplete. Jace, Jace incompleted her or something. I, I, I don't remember. But, but uh, I, I mean, like the travel, your mind. <laughs> the the traveling between worlds seems much easier because, like, one of the things that we saw at uh, on Saturday. Um, at like the first look of uh, Caverns of Ixalan was Kellen, who just came out in the Wilds of Eldraine set. Right, but now he's white green instead of white red, I think. Yes, but still, like he's now on a different plane, you know, like clearly traveling the multiverse is no longer, uh, a spark is no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of what happened with the world tree and everything, all those events, right? So around that, time i think like the world championship was going on for the whole weekend right yes and like there was a lot of that going on i know cody you watched a lot of the kind of finals for that yeah the uh final day i watched like the last like two three rounds of uh the world championships it was awesome i was so excited to like sit down and be able to watch that Plus, not gonna lie, by the time that like we that happened on Sunday, I was so tired. <laughs> we had done so much, and we were up so late every night, and I was just ready to sit down and like absorb and watch and just like have time to enjoy. You know what I mean? That was the nice thing I think about actually having the panels there, which I didn't realize I would appreciate as much until we were there watching them. Was like. Okay, I want to be involved. I want to be like, you know, actually doing something since I paid to be here. But like, I also am exhausted. So (laughs) (laughs) like sitting and watching something like a panel or watching like the the world championship or just anything that was on that stage there in the second floor was really, really cool. Because you just chill for a little bit and and do something and maybe plan out what you're going to do next while you're 
like still entrenched in it really next year we got to go for the black lotus passes we get to go into the cool hangout room where they give you snacks and stuff the quiet room quiet room i i heard mixed things about the black lotus room i heard Um, that i at least on a a reddit post that i saw someone who did get to experience that uh compared to other magic cons that have happened in the past this was an improvement for sure so what i had heard um from a friend that we made actually um at the convention um shout out to dustin Uh, yeah dustin i was gonna say i think i remember this account was that the uh black lotus room was so far away from the convention that like it became problematic if you were involved in events and you had oh, to like right. book it down from the room to the event. I heard that the Black Lotus room was really far from bathrooms in general ah. and that that was like also like if you you're like chilling in the quiet room and then you got to go but it's like okay I need to walk like 15 minutes to <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard that, you know, one problem that they had in previous years is because it was super close to the main event there were a lot of people who didn't have Black Lotus pass we're kind of just coming in, hanging out, doing stuff, and I think they wanted to discourage that. I'm sure there's maybe some kind of in-between, maybe a key card that allows you to go in. So if you don't have a Black Lotus Pass, you can't. But, uh, yeah, you know, maybe that could be a good uh, investment for next year if we're serious about it. Or just open up one of the bathrooms that's closer to that part of... <laughs> that could be a really good solution. Sure. Let's take, you know what? Let's take over the bathrooms. Let's make them our quiet rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I, I'm sorry, but here? if I'm in the bathroom, it is not going to be a quiet room. <laughs> You're breaking the quiet room rules, Cody. Get out. Find another place to do your business. All that convention food coming back to bite us. Oh, God. Um, Worst part about the convention, in my opinion, was just the convention food. (laughs) I will say the food itself wasn't particularly bad. I mean, okay, we did have Johnny Rockets at one time. And while I love Johnny Rockets, I remember on Friday night, I ended up feeling really awful, like towards the end. And after having that Johnny Rockets, that was the turning point where I was like, okay, I'm walking around, waiting in line, doing things, feel okay. And then I ate that food. I'm like, oh, I want to go back to the room. (laughs) And then I, I like probably slept for like 12 hours after oh yeah (laughs) yeah i i i think the food like it wasn't great but i don't know if i was expecting it to be i I paid two dollars and 41 cents for a single banana at the convention just just that's it's insane it's like that one and how much did you pay for your banana token a dollar a piece maybe maybe you should have just tried eating the token (laughs) instead but no it's like that one line from uh it's arrested development like it's a banana how much could it cost ten (laughs) dollars for those of you who don't do your own shopping bananas are typically very 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 cheap like maybe ten (laughs) dollars maybe maybe like a quarter maybe like a quarter per banana or something that I can't believe you could get two banana tokens for the price of one real banana. 2.4 banana tokens for the price of a real banana. Wow. Even, even the person who was at the stand was like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe you should probably bring your own snacks next time. <laughs> and, and I did, you know, I hit up a, uh, a gas station nearby that next morning and I was all set. Yeah, the food situation, like, it, it probably would be a little more expensive in there because people charge that much. But also, like... I don't know, like probably, you know, it's not necessarily a food convention, so. Right, and even then, you have to anticipate, listen, in any public place you're going to go to, whether it's an amusement park, a convention, a a concert, anything like that, they're going to, like, price you out the wazoo for things like that. I expected the price I paid. 
I just would have preferred slightly better food. Hmm. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the only thing they gave us at uh, Johnny Rockets was chicken tenders or burgers, and they were all like kids meal sized, and they charged you like 15 bucks. And, and I, don't, I don't think either of us felt great after eating it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely the food was not great, but... What did you guys think about uh, some of the events that uh, kind of were going on around the time? Some of the events that you participated in? Um, I had a great experience, honestly. Like we did a chaos draft um, on Saturday. It was just so much fun. First draft experience ever. And it was the chaos draft, which I think made it just much more like interesting and fun. Yep. And went 0-3. <laughs> got my ass kicked every time, but I built a deck that got to do my favorite thing in Magic, which is draw cards. Yeah, I, I thought I had a good deck because that was also my very first time doing a draft with the Chaos Draft as well. And I thought I had an awesome Simic ETB value deck. And I, you know, I started off my first pack, I got a Man Land. And then the second pack I opened was Eldrain. And I got that Tortoise that cares about having Man Lands. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, I also would have gone 0-3 if it weren't for the fact that my opponent didn't show up for the third game. And then I won some points. <laughs> it bought me a pack. <laughs> I played in a lot, a lot of events. Well, a good amount of events there. I did the Chaos Draft with you guys, yep. and that was such a fun experience. I actually got to pull a $10 card from a pack, which was fun. So did I. That's a good time always, like just getting a big hit in like a draft. But also, like if that card happens to be pretty good in your deck too, like uh, that was really fun. I... I really enjoyed it because, you know, we're playing with sets from, you know, years apart and somehow, you know, I, I managed to get two cards that work unbelievably well together. And like, that's just so cool to like see the pack come back to you. And it's like that card works just so well with what you've already got going. So I really enjoyed the chaos draft. Uh, I really enjoyed the 100K I played because that was uh, just a really good chance to meet new people and get more experience with limited play. Um, I played that popper event, which I've never played a popper event before. It was so fun. Felt like there are a lot more fringe decks than I was expecting. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there. We played Commander, too. That we was a little less formal. Games. Yeah. Um, but no, all the events there were super cool. I think the biggest takeaway I had from all of that was that I absolutely love drafting. I want to draft more. And next time we go to an event like this, we need to sign up earlier. Yeah. Because yeah. there was like yep. me and Cody were thinking about going to do a, a Innistrad throwback draft. And by the time we were sitting down to sign up on the website, it was like sold out, sold out. <laughs> even when we wanted to do the command things on sunday where it's literally just like hey get points for playing commander it was all sold out by the time we wanted to register and we wanted to register a few hours before the event started yeah i mean knowing what we know now like probably sign up for events before we go out would yeah. be the move but mm -hmm. like still had an amazing time i can't complain yeah, I think the part of the fun was in a lot of the organized events, but a big part of the fun was also in like the non-organized events we did. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Like, 
there was obviously commander games being played at the hotel room uh late or in the hotel lobby until late hours of the night there were uh commander games just being played in the convention center with uh you know just finding a random table and playing some games there i know we had a very interesting um late night uh limited pre kind of like limited uh right thing. It, it, essentially Patrick another chaos uh it was another almost, chaos yeah like a, another or it was more like a sealed event but chaos yeah. sealed we we uh split a box of uh mystery booster convention edition we each got six packs uh I, I can okay you guys can't see it from here but mark has this stupid like Poop eating grin right now. You can say shit, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's true. Like he has the smuggest, like shit, uh, shit eating is grin going on in his face because he is an absolute bastard, and I hate him. Yeah, because he managed to take all the good packs and, and uh, just uh, uh. no, I just took one good pack and yes, it happened he to took have the, the man best crew. pack. Right, well, you know, what? you got one more good pack than I did. <laughs> I I feel like I probably got the best packs overall. You got hmm. a pretty. Good consistent pick. Uh, Patrick got like one or two good pulls. Yeah. I got um, a chromatic lantern. Yay! Cool. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. It's not even ten bucks anymore. It's still. I mean, it's like two dollars. Useful. I I got no, a. <laughs> I got some some nice hits early on, but then the last card in the last pack was the mana crypt, and that really was like very striking. I, I was saying like, Vegas. okay, someone's gonna get the mana crypt. <laughs> It was it was fun. It was fun. And then yeah. uh, building a deck with it was also very fun. It was pretty late at night, so I didn't get to play it against everybody. Mm-hmm. But me and Cody had a few games with our uh, pre-release decks. And yep. surprisingly, Mana Crypt ended up saving the second game for me. Yeah. What? Is Mana Crypt a good card? Apparently, when you need two extra mana and you, you just need it right now, draw, it's better than drawing a land. It's a hundred. It's always better than drawing a land. Turns out, it's better than drawing a land. Is that why it costs a month of insurance payments? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh yeah, proxy it. But uh, <laughs> no, like that. That was a really fun thing to open. But definitely, I think some of the prices on these cards are way too expensive. And it's that's good why that you it's buy getting... the masterpiece version. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good that it's getting reprinted in uh, Caverns of Ixalan, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hopefully that will do something for the price, but yeah. I don't believe it will do much. I, I highly doubt it because they're doing a lot of new arts and stuff, and those are going to be extremely, extremely hard to find. And ultimately, it might go down maybe like from $200 to like $100 or so. I think so. it's only like 150 right now. Okay, sorry. Only 150 <laughs> Got it. Okay. Dude, I mean, if Mana Crypt hits like the 7 Seventy-five dollar mark. I might just pull the trigger on one if I don't pull one in my caverns packs. Yeah, which I'm going to be buying a couple boxes of. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, that's that's preemptive. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm still holding out for Ravnica remastered, but I I will be there when you open the packs if you I, allow me. I will me. also buy packs, of and, I will be, and, I'll, and I will be saving all the money you guys are spending on packs to buy the singles that you don't want. <laughs> that is a good idea. I will hundred percent sell you the singles. 
<laughs> Just let me wait for them to go down in price. <laughs> I'm going to wait for them to go down and then bounce back up. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's how it's done. I, I really enjoyed, though, like getting to play those limited games. Like it, it was almost I mean, it was more fun than playing like the the limited event that I played. That was like the the formal one, like the one that was held at the convention because there was a lot of like, you know, deck checking and making sure you're not cheating. And when you're just playing with friends, there's nothing on the line. It's like, all right, nobody's really cheating except for me because I got a mana crypt. And uh, <laughs> like the, the, but no, like actually the play experience is a lot more fun because it's like, you know, playing against friends, like not, you know, like making jokes and all that stuff with someone you know is a bit more fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, when we did sit down for that chaos draft, uh, it's a little weird at first. You know, I sat in between a whole bunch of people I didn't know. You know, uh, Mark and Cody were maybe like a whole other table away from me. So while I felt like, oh, no, I'm going to summon. Oh, where's Patrick? At the same time, I made homies with the people around, you know, yeah. um, and, and they turned out to be some pretty cool people. Unfortunately, I, I didn't get to keep in contact with some of them. But at the end of the night, you know, I felt like I had a pretty good camaraderie, even with, you know, just the people I'm playing for one event and even though I got totally smoked by every opponent I had, uh, it was still a great time. I don't feel like I got totally smoked, but I didn't get totally smoked. But I just I, could I not got, close yeah. out a game. <laughs> I, I'm with you, man, dude. We 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 like to dirtle too much. <laughs> I did exactly what I wanted to do. I drew all of the cards. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, and I and I got to make creatures enter the battlefield, and I just didn't draw my ways to bounce and flicker them, unfortunately. Um. So there's uh kind of on this topic of uh non-organized events. There was one that me and Ron got to participate in the very last day that was very surprising. Uh I don't think right. either of us were really expecting it. Not but. not at all. We were so basically uh the we as a group were all sitting, you know, me, Mark, Cody, and our friend Patrick. We had just pulled packs from the tickets we won. That's from right. The events we played and yeah, we we're opening and, them and organizing. Yeah, and so we basically just organized them for a little bit. Uh, they wanted to catch the uh, championship show that was going on, and I'm like, cool. Like, I'm just gonna sleeve up this card really quick. I'll join up right next to you as I'm sleeving it up. Chris, one of the guys from the hotel, just comes up to me and he is just like, "Hey, man!" Like, 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 and we're just talking, hanging out, and I just like, okay, well, I guess I'll sit here for a little bit. And then when the three of us are talking. Benton Madsen, who I did not know at the time, but for those of you who don't know him as well, he is a top Magic the Gathering player, plays in a lot of tournaments, um, really nice guy, but he just comes up to us and says, hey, would you guys be interested in some team draft for Wilds of Eldraine? I'm like, what is that? And he explains to us it's essentially, you know, three on three where we basically all draft together, but essentially no one from the same team sits next to each other. And uh, yeah, you know, it's basically just a draft after that. And then you play people against the other team. This is Ron and is soon to be. Well, yeah, assume yeah Mark, Mark was not in this yet. And so basically we're, we're agreeing to it. Uh, he's able to get the packs for free. So we just put in $20 down to gamble. The winner gets to keep the cards and gets to keep the money. I'm like, whatever. I mean, this is the cost of a regular draft event that you would play anyways. At some point, it was 30 minutes later and I decided to call Ron because we were still like, <laughs> yeah, like where, where, where did Ron go? <laughs> so hit him up and one thing led to another and he's like, we need one more person to come play. So I had no idea what I was walking into. I'm like, team draft sounds like 
cool draft experience. Sounds like fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I did omit some of the details. Yeah, I did omit that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I found out once I got there, but that they were putting $20 down and I was fine with that. And uh did not know who we were playing against at all, but uh, <laughs> but it was very cool. It was, uh, uh, you know, getting to experience the team draft and it was a little bit rushed in the deck building part. But um, for that for that, you know, few minutes where we got to look at each other's decks and like ask questions and in, in, in the team in building that I thought that was a really fun experience as well. Yeah, it was super cool. I was happy with the deck that I built. I thought I had something pretty strong. Um, I know, Mark, you said you had some really interesting kind of things built around Agatha as well. Yeah, yeah. At pack one Agatha, which I may or may, I don't know if I should have done that, but <laughs> I took it and I went with it and built a pretty cool Gruel deck. Um, I think I, I, I had something solid going on, but there were probably cards that I could have cut out, cards that I could have built around a little differently and that kind of thing. Yeah, same here. At the end of the day, you know, I had a really cool black-white uh, enchantment sacrifice thing, which I hear is like a pretty big archetype in the Wilds of Eldraine draft. And uh, yeah, we did end up playing with the decks we got. Um, our team... Chris also... Yeah. he oh, had yeah, what did Chris a, end up building? He, he had a Grixis deck, red, blue, black. Ah, and okay. uh he he got a couple games in as well but uh yeah i don't think uh out of the three of us any of us won, None a, of single us won game, a single game against let our alone opponents. a single round yep <laughs> um in the first round i played i was playing against uh benton and he like after the fact was cool with like looking through my deck and giving me some tips and kind of just showing me like some things that I completely missed out on. And, uh, that was super helpful for me in both like that specific, uh, draft deck that I'd built, but also in like how to look at draft formats more generally speaking, like, kind of where to go and what to start with and what to look out for. Can, can you think of anything in particular that like he pointed out that like you took away that applies to future drafts? Like with Agatha? Well, I can specifically say one thing he pointed out that like I still kind of remembered was there was this two mana green saga and I think it like made a token, made a food and then buffed up your token for each token you control or something like that um and for whatever reason i don't know why i just completely passed over the card um because it was like very i i don't know it was kind of in that point where i was like rushing to put the deck together and i had like 43 cards and i'm like ah what do i put in and um you know i put in something else over that and then that really kind of came back later to, to like that could have been a very impactful card in fact in the game i played after that i put that card in and it was an impactful card in that game um so that's like a specific thing i noticed one of the general things that um he pointed out to me that i really noticed was um you know i would say i'm far, i play constructed and i play commander far more than i played sealed or limited um, but there was a aggravated assault that I put in the deck, um, which costs three mana to play and then five mana to activate to get an extra combat. It sounds really good 
in in theory to put that in a gruel deck where you're trying to attack a lot and swing in and you know just overwhelm your opponent with combat damage but in practice getting a turn where you can spend eight mana on something uh, or even like five, five mana, mana like is kind of getting late in the game with uh like in that kind of limited environment but it's also um just like you know you're not developing your board at all at the point at which you could dump five mana into it you'd probably already be winning anyways so it's a win more thing in limited versus like a win now thing yes and in limited i think having a a a thing that's only going to be a win more and not increase your board state or your board presence or help you in some way um is really going to be a detriment in the long term one thing that i i also remember that he didn't really uh show me but that like i saw him playing was he was playing a lot of these cards that were um i i don't know they they felt like sleeper cards to me looking at the at the draft like obviously a bunch of green commons uncommons some white things but um you know, you look at a at an instant oh, that gives something lifelink, and in Commander, it might be like, oh, Meh. like, get a few life off someone, like, you know, keep yourself alive a little longer. Um, in 1v1 Limited, giving your, you know, big attacking thing lifelink all of a sudden makes the game so skewed in one direction. Like, if you take, like six damage plus lifelink all of a sudden at instant speed you're down 12 life in a 1v1 game yeah and that was really hard to come back from so there were things i took away both from the actual game also just from things he pointed out to me but it was a really really worthwhile experience for me I agree. You know, when when we left the event, I, I kind of had mixed feelings at first because to be fair, you know, when he did come up to me, he said, hey, like we're very experienced magic players and me and Chris and Mark, it was all our first times playing. And he told me before I ended up inviting Mark, like, hey, like we are very, very experienced magic players, like just to give you that heads up. Um, ultimately, I was like, cool, this will still be a fun thing. And again, I did Ron, not, Ron did not communicate that. I did not communicate that. That with Mark either. Um, and it was, it was hilarious when Mark met Benton and he was like, wait, like I know this guy. And I'm uh, like, Oh shit. Well, well, I didn't know he was that experienced. So, so it was one of those things where I was like, you know, like scooping up the game and I was like, Hey, good games, man. You're like really good at this. I was like, what's your name again? And then he tells me his full name and I'm like, I recognize that. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. And Wait then, a minute. <laughs> it was at that moment where I kind of realized like, oh shit, these aren't just like people who've been playing the game for a while. These are like people trying to make a living out of doing this. You know, these are actual pros. And um, yeah, you know, and then the fact that we did play for money and we didn't even get to keep any of the packs that we pulled. And it also is really rough when, you know, you're drafting and everyone sees all the good pulls that are there and knowing that you kind of aren't going to get them was a little bit of a feels bad. And so I kind of left like feeling like, dang, like 
did we just get like con? Did we just get hustled? <laughs> like, like, dang! But hundred you know, percent, you got hustled. <laughs> we hundred percent did. But you know, at the same time, when we were going back and we were talking with, uh, was it with Dustin at the hotel? We were talking with. I don't. Know, we were talking with someone about it back at the hotel, and they said, you know, think about it. Like, how many people would just pay money to have that one-on-one experience with someone like Benton and his friends? I think I was the one who said that. But yeah, but, yeah. But like, I remember there was no. There was someone else who was talking about it as well like I think you mentioned it but it was a discussion basically and I remember kind of when we had that discussion I kind of changed my view a little bit I'm like yeah you know I feel like I have a better understanding of draft now I feel like I kind of want to have my anime arc of just you know getting beaten all the time to then being stronger at it and it kind of inspired me to play more draft and get better at it you guys paid twenty dollars to have one-on-one time with pros yeah no it was that's cool and cool that's, pros such, too. that's yeah. such a like discounted rate of like that kind of interaction and and on top of that like i was also thinking like every single event we played maybe except for like playing commander games like every single event we played even the limited event we played at the hotel with the mystery box like those all cost us money of right. some yeah. kind. So mm-hmm. this was just like a $20 event we signed up for and like didn't get cards, but got a really cool experience out of. Or ticks or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no ticks out of that one, but that's okay. Um, so there's one other thing that I wanted to bring up before we wrap it up here. <laughs> and that was like the vendors there and the, the shopping, <laughs> the shopping. Oh my God. I have never seen so many rare, cool, unique, w- like limited magic cards in one place, like all within like walking distance from each other. Not e- like literally you turn around and you're at another vendor who has equally cool and rare and expensive cards I was at one vendor, obviously I was at a lot, but I was at one (laughs) where I remember literally seeing two black lotuses next to each other under a shelf. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like what I'm looking at right now is crazy. There are two of these, one on top of the other. And I go to like maybe at least five or six other vendors also had black lotuses of some variety. And I mean, so many of them had straight like cases full of alpha cards. Yeah. Like alphabetically in color order. Like, I mean, it was insane. And don't even get me started on the Kaladesh master on the Kaladesh and Kaladesh inventions, the Amonkhet invocations and the serialized cards. They had the serialized cards. Oh, why don't you tell us a little more about them serialized cards? I I, <laughs> I I did my... I wanted to buy and I wanted to sell. And I remembered to buy and I forgot to sell. But I, <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of a lot of the serialized cards and I got a few other goodies here and there. But... It was so cool. It was just amazing seeing all of those cards next to each other and being able to really easily access those. Like you think about, uh, you know, here going to your LGS, your LGS uh, they might have an invocation. They might have 
uh, one serialized card. And it's in the case, uh, you know, behind all, all, everything, like fully on display, like, and pr- usually priced at a point where you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and that. That, that, that is kind of the sound that you make. But, yeah. but the main thing like is like the, the, the quantity or the, the amount, the, the selection yes. at, at your local game stores. Even if you were to visit like five or six in a day, you might see like maybe five or six of these cards, maybe 10 if you're lucky. Some of these stores that are bigger might have two or three of these like really rare cards. The invocations, the, the masterpieces. Exactly. The masterpieces are the serialized cards. But at this, um, convention it was like you could not believe like they had multiple copies of everything anywhere you went like i i it's just like looking back on it now like literally the next time i'm going to be able to see any kind of selection like that again is probably at another convention like unless there's like some random like store that specifically buys these and stuff like that but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah, not in yeah, listen, yeah. like like maybe you'll find like oh a cool fifty dollar card here, seventy dollar, hundred dollar card there, maybe. But yeah, when it comes to those really, really like big pricey cool cards, yeah, you're not gonna see them in abundance like we did there. It's it's really awesome. Even though I, I personally didn't buy anything too expensive there, I still thought being able to just see them in person and you know, if I could have asked to hold them, I'm sure they would have let me you know like, like just that alone was mm-hmm. super cool and, and yeah and i remember I, I had like a water bottle with me and every time i'd set it down on the table <laughs> instinctually like hey hey can you just like put that on the floor please yeah yeah you know you, you, you really gotta realize like that is a shit ton of money there yeah yeah um so let me just ask favorite thing that any of you guys have purchased at the con i have to pick one yes <laughs> Okay. Or you don't have to pick one, but like top three. Okay, I like top three. What what, what uh, pulls from packs don't count? No. Okay. The, the, these, these, bought, these are single that cards bought. that you purchased. Okay. Okay. Or you know accessories or whatever was like your favorite thing that you bought. So I have a Valduk Commander deck, and I was looking all weekend for it, and I was able to find a serialized Valduk card for a pretty reasonable price um that was definitely one of my most favorites i gotta also just mention the the masterpiece sort of light and shadow that thing looks so beautiful uh pick that up at a pretty good price as well top three um number all right Number three, my third favorite thing I probably picked up, um, $32 Force of Will. Uh, that was super awesome. Uh, second favorite thing, probably the tacos from Tacos El Gordo. Those uh, were they, good they were pretty tacos. delicious. Um, yeah, I, I ate way, way too many. Uh, <laughs> um, and number one, probably they got it like, like, 
I guess I did buy them because I paid for the signatures, but getting my art card signed by Richard Kane Ferguson, like, and like the, even the dingus staff as well. The like, artist proof of dingus staff. Yeah. I got an artist proof as well, but honestly, I feel like I almost like my signatures on the real cards just as much, if not more, because those are cards that I'm actually going to be playing. Like, listen, dingus staff, that's going in a deck that I'm probably going to create within the next month or two, you know, and even then I'm probably not going to put that card in. It's a 15 cent card and I don't want to put my hundred dollar artist proof that I'm going to be shuffling in there with everything so it's like that one's it's symbolic for me you know because that's kind of my main takeaway item that I have that I'm like wow like this is something that you can only truly get at this convention center and it's kind of my keepsake and every time I'm going to see it I'm going to look back to those moments and I'm going to think back to waiting in line to the experiences we had there to playing those cards at the convention themselves and so I, I think for me yeah that's probably my favorite thing I got that's really cool. How about you, Cody? Um, okay, top three would have to be the uh, $32 Force of Will. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, we both got them. They were sick. We bought the only two ones. <laughs> yeah, and I would have gotten two of them if Ron didn't want the other one. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs> I mean, I bought mine first, and then you I bought your first. And you're like, do I buy a second? I don't know. And I'm like, I'm gonna buy a second, <laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, okay, fine, you win. <laughs> um, second would be my serialized Atris, just like one of my favorite commanders uh, ever. You know, um, that. You know what? That's not even the second. Now that I think about it, I'm gonna have really? to reorder this. Third is my serialized Atris. Okay. Uh-huh. My second is probably the Baron Master Wizard. Not really an expensive card, just like something that I had never seen in the wild. And it has been a like card that has been like plaguing my dreams as a com- <laughs> to build as a commander. <laughs> He's gonna, it's, yeah, it's going to be plaguing our dreams too now that you have her building it. <laughs> it's going to be your nightmare. <laughs> oh, God. And what was number one? The number one is the copy of Intuition in Portuguese oh, that I bought for yes. myself. He's got the Portuguese Intuition. He thought it was the Spanish Intuition at first, but it was still <laughs> awesome, dude. That was a really fun one. Honestly, like as soon as I saw the price tag on it and it was like half the price of a normal Intuition, I was like, no, this is mine. I don't know what else is buying it. It's mine. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember like Precious. some of those deals on cards. Cause I know, I know people were trying to move cards there. Some of those deals were so good. I could go on and on listing like all of the EDH staples that I've wanted to pick up forever, but they were just a bit too expensive. And at the convention, they were just a little like cheaper than they would have been elsewhere because people were trying to move them. And that was, that was just fun. Or it's like, you need like one card and you don't want to have to do a TCG order for one card that doesn't hit the minimum shipping requirement, but your local game Game store store does not have have it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just driving you nuts. I picked up so many of those too. Yeah, for real. I picked up all the most, but I picked up a lot of pieces I need to build my next deck, which was my Boros equipment deck. Traded the rest with Cody, and now I was already playing it last night. Yeah, you just awesome. need uh, 
a Roger, right? I do need a Roger. Roger, Roger. <laughs> so, overall takeaways from it. What what do you what do you think, Ron? Good time, bad time? Fantastic in time. I'd love to go again. You know, there are some things that I would do a little bit differently in hindsight, but you know, at the end of the day, it was a great time, and I I only wish we got to stay in Vegas for longer, maybe do some Vegas things as well. But the convention itself, great time. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, again, would have done a couple things differently. You know, probably would have driven because we're so close to Vegas, yeah. and like yeah. this way, I could have brought all of my commander stuff instead of like uh, shortening it down to like just like the bare minimum of what I think I need. Mm-hmm. Which was how many commander decks? Three. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I brought like four. I think I brought five decks, actually. Yeah, and I felt like I had a good selection and it wasn't weighed down too much. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 it's, my backpack was heavy Your regardless. backpack also had all of your clothes because you yeah. didn't get a carry-on. <laughs> Cody, Cody, that that is true. All in one place. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think there were definitely some things I would do different, but um, getting to go to this... Uh, convention, getting to learn from my mistakes, whether it be, uh, you know, flying instead of driving to Vegas, which probably would have been the right move, or um, deck building mistakes I made, or scheduling mistakes I made, like, just learning from all those, and also having an absolutely incredible time while I was there, meeting some really amazing people. We didn't even talk about meeting Gavin Verhey. That was really cool, yeah. too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, like, like, so they had a photo booth with the TARDIS out, and they were promoting the the Doctor Who stuff, and uh, they give you a free TARDIS card when you go and get there. And anyways, um, we wanted to take our picture, and we just said, oh, yo, who's that posing over there? And then we just see Gavin Verhey, one of the lead designers of Magic the Gathering, just posing for pictures with people. And so we all go in and get our picture. Uh, I remember when Cody and Mark went in, and he's like, hi, I'm Gavin. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Like, what's your name? And everything. And I, and I wanted to spin him a little bit. So I just go up when it's my turn. I'm like, hey, Gavin, what's up, man? And he just looks at me like confused, like, oh, hey, uh, man. (laughs) I've never met Gavin in my life, but I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, you know, getting just all these crazy experiences, meeting all these people who we watch online and who inspire us, you know, there were still more people who I would have wanted to meet. So... I mean, would you guys go back to another convention? Absolutely. Hands yes, down. Yes, sir. That's yeah. such a great time. Yeah. No, it's 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 so awesome. It's so fun meeting amazing people. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming we'll be back soon to another convention. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, the closer the better. I don't know if they ever do any of them in like LA, around the LA Convention Center sometimes. If that happens, that'd be great. Vegas would be Long fun Long Beach. Too. Or- Long Beach, sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Long beach, short beach. Take me to any beach as long as I get to play magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's pretty much uh, what we got to say about uh, Magic Con Las Vegas. It was an awesome time and uh, truly like an eye-opening experience. Yeah, shout out to every single individual who kind of led to our experience being the way it was from everyone who we stayed with at the hotel to Benton Madsen to the people we drafted with to the people organizing the event, you know. Uh, 100%. If you're listening, thank you very much for all your hard work and just being a total homie and hopefully I'll see you again next year. Yeah. Yeah. See you all next year. See you next year. (laughs) Well, until next year, goodbye. Adios. Peace out.